Hello and welcome to Crimax. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about a disappearance of one Rebecca Corio. Yes. <laughs> I do believe who disappeared on a cruise ship. As I, for those that joined us last week, I specifically requested for my super hot girlfriend that we should do a water disappearance or wa a missing persons case for the water. Right. So she wanted a special fact for this week. But before we get into that. I'm going to turn it over to my super hot girlfriend for a more in-detail synopsis. <laughs> Thank you, super hot boyfriend Corlin. <laughs> so this week's episode is on Rebecca Corium's disappearance. This is a Disney Wonder cruise ship-based disappearance case. And for legal reasons, all of our conspiracies and theories on this case, since it is unsolved, are just that conspiracies and our own thoughts. Um, so don't sue us, Disney, because I don't need that on my plates. But also, it seems like a cover-up in my own personal opinion. But before we get into that... Legalities. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, what's our fun fact? So, fun fact. As uh, for those that have joined us for last week, uh, you wanted a fact about jellyfish. Well, we talked about sharks, and I was telling you how I'm scared of jellyfish. Yeah. I actually have been stung by a jellyfish uh, way back when I was in fourth grade. Wait. Uh, did someone pee on you? Actually... I peed on myself <laughs> in the shower, and believe it or not, that is a myth that does not do anything. I'm going to do it if I get stung by jellyfish, just nope. in case. So peeing on yourself doesn't actually do anything, right? So anything that stings you, bites you, any type of venom or anything like that, which what is what a jellyfish sting does, is it injects you with venom, which makes it that, gives you that searing pain, right? All venoms are, are just proteins, enzymes and proteins. So the best way to try and alleviate the pain... Milk. No, actually. Okay. <laughs> is finding some place that has a sink or something like that, such as a shower or a sink, and running as hot of water as you can stand. That sounds horrible. I know. It is. But what happens is, and you want to hold your, you know, your whatever you got stung by or bit by, you want to hold it under the hot water and just let that hot water... Uh, hit it, right? So it opens up and gets out? No, not oh. at all. So, little bit of little bit of microbiology here. Proteins break down when introduced to heat, right? They they unravel and basically break down, and that's all most venoms are is just proteins. So if you introduce them to really high temperatures, they start to break down. So it'll actually decay, if that's the right word, uh, the venom and stuff like that. So, don't get peed on, because straight up, if we're at the beach, which I never will be, and it's, oh, something stings me, you better pee on me, just because that's what people say. No, they used to say that. No, if, if, if I, I'm over there in pain, you better pee on me. <laughs> if I recall correctly, they, they say that because, you know, they thought that the acidity in, the, in your urine well, and stuff, I, but urine is actually very basic. Well, I don't care. Okay. So it's what they it's, say. If I'm over there raveling in pain from a jelly, you better pee on and it. And it's only going to cause even more pain, actually, because pee is nothing but a bacteria called urea. Okay. So it's, well, it's just going to cause even more issues. Wait. Infections and things like that. Wait, is the jellyfish fact you planned about getting peed on? No, not at all. Then what is the jellyfish fact that you planned? So a part of talking about how to, you know, help with venomous stings and things like that, I wanted to also say that jellyfish are very unique. One of the most deadliest and most venomous animal, if you could call it, in the world is actually a box jellyfish. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie uh, Seven Pounds. 
with no. Will Smith. No, I haven't. Oh, we should we should watch it. It's, it's really it's a really good movie. Really good movie. You're not in charge of picking movies because when you pick things, it's like mediocre. Hey, what? You shut your pretty face. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So what I was going to talk about is actually so a jellyfish is actually right. We know a jellyfish as a head, so the bulbous part, and then the inner the inner part, and then the the, the actual stingers, right? The little dangly stingers that wrap around your sting you. These three parts are actually three separate parts of the jellyfish. A jellyfish isn't born and they don't just grow like that. What it is is it's actually three separate parts that over time, right, they, they, they just float around. Jellyfish have no way of moving through the ocean. They just go with the currents. So if you get stung, it's really just a matter of just wrong place, wrong time. Well, no, because sometimes you're at the beach and you see one hitting in a wave you're about to get hit by and you're like, That's can't stop saying. it. That's what I'm saying. It's wrong place, wrong time. The jellyfish can't move. They're just along for the ride. Uh, they have no propulsion system. They just go where the currents take them. But throughout their life, they start out as three separate parts. You have the head, then you have the inner part, and you have the tail. And eventually, some point in time, these parts come together and they start forming, you know, a, a purpose. The, a full jelly. Yep, the tentacles <laughs> sting and render their prey in, in, in mobile, and then it gets pulled up into the inner part where it's digested and, you know, does its thing. But yeah, creatures that really have just do nothing. They just float around. What are you talking about? They scare people. Are one of the most deadliest things in the world. And we also, I did not Google if you can eat the jelly. I mean, I'm sure you can eat the jelly. jelly. They don't make jelly. No, but... It's not, this isn't Spongebob. <laughs> Babe, no. I just mean, like, can you eat the jelly-ish substance? We talked about last week, and I was I like, know, I'm sure I we know can. Turtle, I know, well, so I know they're technically edible because... You can eat turtles, anything. Sea turtles and stuff munch on them. Don't seals eat them, too? I, I probably, but I only know of, like, sea turtles and stuff that'll munch on so them. So I know they're technically edible, but I'm like, could you cook said jelly? You probably could, but... Someone it, I, cook a jelly and send me a picture. I wouldn't know what it would taste like. I don't know if it would even have a taste. I, mean, I will cash app someone $10 if they cook a jellyfish and show me a picture of it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like $10 is like just not even worth it for that. Hey, people go to the beach all the time and they see him washed up. Like, just tell yeah, me if you, it... Oh, you, you don't know. want to find one washed up? You don't know how long he's been dead for? Hey, 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 I just want to know if that jelly cooks or not, or if it just liquefies. That's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, you can also, if you're ever encountered with a jelly and you can't move out of the way or anything like that, or if you decide, hey, I'm going to play with a jellyfish, I wouldn't recommend it. But if you're going to, or you just happen to be swimming and caught up around one, the only safe place to touch it is on its jelly. I know that. Like I said, you can you can boom them and, and move them. I know because I've always said kids play on the beach and their parents are yelling at them like, "Don't do that." Yeah, beware of the tentacles. I mean, if they're alive, put them back in the water if you can, like squish them with a stick to yeah. save their life. Um, but I still don't know if you can cook said jelly if they're already dead. I mean, animals eat them, so I mean they're obviously edible. Well, yeah, but and if you, you know, cook, I mean, I'm sure you could cook it well enough. I just want to know if it liquefies because it's all like jelly inside. It's really just a, a mass of, oh yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say muscle because it's not necessarily muscle. Well, I always fear it's like a clear film on the outside just keeping like the liquidy shit inside. Um, so, say that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know either. Okay, so you ready to get into today's case? Yeah, let's do it.
All right, so today we're talking about the disappearance of Rebecca Corium. She was a British crew member on the Disney Wonder, which is a cruise ship. And working for Disney is apparently really hard to do for the cruise ship thing. Like, hundreds of people interview for each position up there. And she disappeared on March 22nd of 2011 when she was 24 years old. Also, her name is Rebecca, but she went by the nickname Bex, like B-X. I feel like that's kind of cute. That's weird. Bex is kind of a cute nickname to me. I don't know. Out of all of the Rebecca names I've ever heard of, I have Bex. never heard of that. I don't know. I think it's kind of cute. She was described as a very happy person, and she was like outgoing and like like people. And I feel like all these cases we always talk about, it's like, ooh, they had the smile that lit up a room. Or they're like such a happy, outgoing person. Are people really happy not going all the time? Or is it just the things... Or just the people that, like, bad things happen to. Maybe they know something we don't. Or maybe everyone's a happy and outgoing person until something happens to them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but she, her first job was actually a local zoo, which I thought was really cool because it's, like, the coolest job ever. Then she joined the British Army Cadets and went to college. After that, at the age of 23, she found a job working for the Disney Cruises as a youth worker. Obviously, there was, like, a lot of family-based things on the Disney cruises, like kids drops off and like kids hangouts and stuff. So that's what she did on the cruise ship as her job. So she was working there for over a year by the time she disappeared. The job appealed to her because she could work, earn a living, but she also travel and meet new people. She had over, there was 950 employees on the Disney cruise ship at a time, which is a ton of people just for employees, not including passengers. I don't know. Believe it or not, that's actually not that many. 950 on one boat. Is that just the employees? Just, right? just the employees. On a big enough boat, I don't know. I mean, well, that's... have you been on a cruise? No, I've never been on a cruise. I've always wanted to go on a cruise. My, my, my grandmother, Mimi, they used to go on cruises pretty much every week. I, I, I kid you not, uh, until the Corona thing happened. So I have been on a cruise, and a cruise is basically like a city in the water. Like, there's different levels, and it's huge. I heard on some cruises. I highly doubt it's on a Disney cruise. Of course, I don't know. Who knows at this point in day and age? Ooh, what? Some cruises, uh, only 18 years and up, are allowed on the top deck because it's a topless. Okay. Um, I went on a Royal Caribbean <laughs> cruise, and they didn't have that. I was also not 18. <laughs> yeah, I heard on some cruises, uh, the very top deck is a topless deck. Well, that sounds like a good time for everyone. So, I mean, 950 employees seems like a lot of people to me, especially, let's say, you have 2,000 guests. You know? It seems like a lot of people for a cruise yeah. ship. Like, if something, if the like boat sank, which isn't, like, really a thing anymore, that's a lot of people. But also, it seems hard if you have that many people on a ship to find someone to do thorough searches because it's just so big. Um, but she did training for four days in a Disney park before starting her full-time job inside of Disney Wonder, which is the cruise ship that she was stationed for. The cruise ship was one that ported from L.A. She was British, so she went all the way to L.A., and then she would hitch a ride wherever the cruise ship was going. This time, um, when she went to disappeared, she started her shift in Mexico. She had taken a two-week hiatus because her grandfather died. She took a two weeks off of work, um, and then she picked up the port in Mexico to go to L.A., so on March 21st, Rebecca goes back on the cruise ship from the port near Mexico and was supposed to call her mom the next day, but she never did. She was drinking that night. She got back on the ship at the bar with some co-workers. She apparently had a threesome with her ex-girlfriend, Tracy, and his her new boyfriend-ish like hangout thing, Devin. 
Um, so they said Rebecca initiated this threesome. I don't know. I don't really care about what someone does in bed, personally. But then afterwards, after this, she took a shower, took some of Devin's clothes, and then she went for a walk. She invited them to go to a walk with her, but they were tired. They just decided to call it a night, and Rebecca left the room wearing Devin's clothes. So technically, on the morning of March 22nd, which was, she got on the thing at March 21st, it's 22nd now because it's early morning hours, she was supposed to clock into work at 9 a.m., but she never did. The crew checked her room, they searched the ship, they did, like, the little intercom thing, like, calling for, like, hey, you know, get in contact with someone so we know where you are. Even the, uh, like, passengers heard this radio call over thing, no one knew where she was. They eventually checked the cameras looking for her, and they checked on the cameras, and the last time, allegedly... I'm going to say allegedly, the last time Disney claims she is seen on the cameras is at 5.45 a.m. after drinking and everything. She went to the cruise quarters, which was on deck one, which is the lowest deck, like base, base of the bottom of the ship. And she was on the phone. She looked upset. She was making like hand motions stuff that seemed like she was distraught. And then like someone came by and was like checking on her, like, are you okay? So someone see her, saw her there. She put her hands in her back pockets and walked away. Um, Disney called Rebecca's mom, Anna Marie, the next morning, saying that they couldn't find her. So Rebecca's family flew all the way from Britain all the way to L.A. to meet the crews when it ported. Now, the investigation was what they thought was going to happen as soon as they got to the ports. And this was four days after she originally disappeared because it took them time from the time they started the cruise to make it all the way to their next port. There wasn't anything in between. So there was no, like place for them to stop and start investigating. The parents were basically hidden by Disney from view of anything. So they were shoved into a like blacked out vehicle with blackout windows and everything. They could not get to the ship to start their investigation until every single passenger had left the boat. And so like no passengers would see like, ooh, why are they getting on the ship? Is there something wrong? So like Disney would keep their image up. And then once all the passengers were off of the boat, they rushed them into a side door. So not even the people coming in for the next ship would see them. Um, so it was really hush-hush on Disney's end, which I get. They're trying to keep their appearance. Yeah, I've heard from uh, watching certain people on, like, TikTok and stuff like that. There's this one in particular. I can't remember his name, but he's, he's pretty uh, he's pretty prevalent on there. But he used to work for Disney, and they, they let him go. But he was talking about how, like, they're very image. Yes. Like, if you don't fit their image. Absolutely. Nothing. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are known for, like, exposing Disney secrets and stuff, um, which I feel like is scary because Disney has a lot of power. You don't really want to come for them. That's right. It's my, it's my, it's my whole childhood. What's your whole childhood? Disney, Disney secrets? Oh. No, Disney <laughs> movies, man. Toy Story. So what's your favorite Disney princess then, honey? Mine's Sleeping Beauty, Aurora. I love it. I can't. She was only in her movie for, like, 18 minutes, but she's super beautiful and underrated. See, I'm not sure... Honestly, I mean, I would probably say to keep it real. I mean, I grew up in like the 90s ones, so like the old school ones, but... You know, most of those were in like the 50s that they came out, right? They were actually... No, I know. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> but I watched them in like the 90s and stuff. But I will say, and as much as I... I, I don't know. I don't despise it or whatever, but I will say Baby Frozen. What only. the hell? No, 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 no. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. She's the only princess that... That basically is like, the first man you see is not the one. I mean, that's obviously that accurate. the only one. Yeah, sure, that's accurate. But that's... Actually, no, no, I take that back. It's Beauty and the Beast. Bella Gustav was all, was all about her, but... Uh, Belle? 
Only because, I don't know. I mean, well, she was all on a mission to save her father. It's very noble. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, she was very smart and very pretty. Yeah. Although, I have to say, uh, because I did grow up as a female and they try to put princesses on you all the time, um, Mulan is technically not a princess. So, I'm. No. she's always in that list of princesses. I get it, girl power or whatever, but she's not technically a princess. So, so why do they put her in the she group? She married. She didn't marry anyone of her I know. So, royalty. did she even get married? Yeah, she married the. Uh, I know the instructor dude, right? Saying. Yeah, yeah, but did they get married? I don't know. Uh, yeah, they. Did. I don't know, but she's not technically a princess, so why is she always in the same group? I don't get it. But regardless, I don't know why we're talking about princesses. I don't even know how we got to this point. Disney. <laughs> okay. It's bound to happen. <laughs> Disney. It's Disney bound to happen. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> yeah, talk about Disney without thinking of princesses. Mm, that's true. So after the parents got on board of the Disney Wonder and they were like shuffled in all secretive, they got to talk to the captain of the ship who was the first one to spit out a theory of what had happened to their daughter that she was missing now. So there's no witnesses. There is no known camera footage. Known camera footage, Disney. They're not technically obligated to show any footage yeah. to anyone. But I mean, you're on a boat. I mean, where could you possibly go that... But something won't pick here's the thing Disney is uh, very they're very on top of things so there is cameras hidden everywhere on a cruise ship there's no corner of the cruise ship other than your rooms and the public bathrooms without like in between rooms and common areas and the dining rooms and stuff everything is captured by cameras their, ca- their hidden cameras are designed to fit the aesthetic of the Disney ships so they're very nautically themed and they're hidden in pipes and stuff but there's cameras every single area of the Disney cruise for security reasons and Apparently, there's a huge thing on any cruise ships about hiding sexual misconduct. 80% of sexual misconduct on cruise ships is by the um, the crew members there. And it's usually covered up because you're in open waters. And there's technically not normal laws. So you're basically, you can get away with any crime in the water. I believe there's still, uh, I believe it's called maritime laws. Right, but there's no jurisdiction in particular that has to take the case. Yeah, the, the captain would take yeah, the jurisdiction technically is supposed to go to wherever the boat is registered to. And in Disney's case, as well as most cruise ships, the boat is not registered to the country it primarily works in. So in the case of the Disney Wonder that she disappeared on, the jurisdiction will go to the Bahama authorities because they don't want to pay U.S. taxes. And even though they do all their work in U.S. as their main port and everywhere like that, they get away with not having to pay the 21% tax fees for corporations in America by registering their boat in a different country. So they avoid all those taxes. Is that why my taxes are so high? Yes, and actually that's why a lot of people were mad that like cruise ships during the whole coronavirus thing were getting tax payouts for losing customers because they couldn't get customers during the pandemic, but they're not actually paying U.S. taxes. So they're getting millions of dollars in compensation to a country they're not paying taxes to in the first place. So it's really messed up, but... That's why Disney wasn't required to actually show any of the camera footage to anyone. They have not been required to release any footage to authorities, even now, even though she's missing for years now. But the captain had a theory that Rebecca had gone up to the fifth floor, like the fifth deck, and like to get some fresh air or like think about things in life, and that she sat on the edge of the railing and a huge wave had threw her into the water. Now, they took the parents up to this fifth floor deck to try to, like, show, like, this is how far she would fall in, because obviously the boat sits really high up off of the water, and there's a six-foot railing that you couldn't even, like, jump over if you wanted to, so unless you're standing on the very top of the railing, it's not even physically possible to jump over it, so there's no way that she could have fallen into the water from 
that height, even just sitting on the top of the railing, she couldn't fall into it. Also, because it is the fifth floor they're claiming this from, if she had fallen into the water, the pressure on top of the water, like, that would have killed you, honestly. Um, just the hard smack, because water is very hard and dense on the top of it. Yeah. She, she wouldn't just sink in like a normal pool. Well, it depends. Water is... Yeah, so if you're falling at a, at a great height, if the water's surface is flat, then yeah, it's going to feel like concrete. But if, if anything, if anything breaks that water surface, it's fine. Like a lot of people, like uh, in your so-called movies that I don't, you don't like, in the, uh, the Triple X, State of the Union movie. I don't know if you ever saw that. No. What uh, movies that I don't like? You always say my, the movies I pick are just, nah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You do pick man movies. Yeah. The Triple X State of the Union movie. He jumps from a speeding bullet train and that basically blows up and he's going into water. He grabs the shotgun and shoots the water first and then... Because it breaks it open. Yeah, it breaks the surface, right? But if you're in choppy waters, generally half the time, the water's going to be broken. So well, apparently it was have... really calm that night, so it might not kill you, but you're not getting out of that. Still, though, the boat itself. Well, yeah, and the, the biggest problem, too, is that uh, when you think about sinking boats, a lot of times the reason people will jump off beforehand is actually as it sinks, it's creating a pool and a suction. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah, if she would have fallen, like, near the boat, it would have kind of drug her against the boat and, you know, to some extent could have possibly even pushed her under, which then she might have, you know, hit the pillars. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the boat's so big, I doubt you're going to get all the way back to the pillars before getting spit out. But the boat was moving at 25 miles an hour. I looked it up. (laughs) 25 miles an hour. And honestly, that itself against ocean waters is going to pull a curtain for you. It's going to pull a curtain. You're going to be drawn behind it, even if you don't die on impact. Which, if it's very flat water and you're from a distance from the boat, you could smack and hit the impact and die. However, if you fall really close to the ship itself, like let's say you tumble closer to the boat, the impact of the 25 miles an hour on a boat is going to pull you under. So either way, you're not getting up from that. You're not going to be floating in water, like asking for help at that point. Um, If that's what happened, but apparently it's not even possible to sit and fall. And also, how fucking big does a wave have to be for it to go like... I don't know how tall a story is feet-wise, but five of them on top of a boat, on top of the water. Like, that would be a ginormous wave to push you off. To some extent, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a wave, like, un- or above the water. It could just be something from below the water. But at that point, like, the entire no, ship would have felt it. No, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, for no one to notice it. anything, that the boat, yeah. the theory of the wave doesn't really get it for me. Because really, with, with anything, the way it kind of works is that the higher you are, the more the effect will take place so like those on like say the first deck they hit a wave they might rock but that's going to start to exponentially grow to where like those on the higher deck it's going to feel like they're being thrown around yeah i get that but i'm just saying it has to be a really big wave for it to knock you off of yeah over six foot flying up in the air oh yeah doesn't make any sense to me But that was the first theory they had. That was what the captain told the parents. And when the parents saw the deck, they're like, this isn't physically possible. The railing is over six foot tall. Either way, they would have had... I mean, I don't know where the camera footage stopped that they didn't, you know, want to release anymore. But I mean, whether she took the elevator, most likely, they would have had a camera in the elevator. They would have been able to know what floor she got off of. I'm sure they probably have a camera on the fifth deck. So I told you that they had... The only camera footage they showed them was her on the phone. So the thing about that camera footage that makes Disney seem really sketchy in this situation, other than the fact that they didn't, they didn't release any of the footage, they would not even give the parents a copy of the footage of her on the phone. 
they cropped the footage to not include where and what time zone. Like, they cropped the timestamp and area stamp out of this. So they tried to tell the parents that this took place on the fifth floor, when really the cruise quarters was on the first floor, like I said. So Disney was already trying to plant the picture that she had climbed up higher on the boat. And that when the footage shows her leaving, she's actually walking towards, like, a health area. She's not, there's no, the way she's walking, there's no area, there's no staircase. She's in the bottom floor of the boat. There's no staircase, there's no elevator on that side she's walking to, but she's not seen again. So she's going to, like, an empty room back there. There's nowhere else for her without coming back in view of cameras that they already know her there. So Disney had cut out where she was, tried to tell the parents she was in a different place, and would not give them a copy of the footage or at least any other footage. They gave her, like, there's a couple images, still images of it that you can find, but they would not give anyone a copy of this footage, and they had cropped it out to show not what time it is or anything, but they said it was at 5.45 a.m. So like I said, Disney was hiding the parents and everything and not trying to make them go after an investigation. They tried to just blow the situation over, have an explanation, oh, she fell over, sorry, things happened end of story and they told them to get her things out of her room and like take them with them when they were leaving now a little bit about regulations on cruise ships that where you mentioned is that like there is no physical land that it's on so you can say where it's from some people thought this was a british issue because she is a british citizen however she was on <laughs> a boat registered the bahamas she went missing near the gulf of mexico and then U.S. authorities is what handles Disney and, you know, because it's Disney property and they also port in Disney. So they didn't know where to start an investigation, but Disney did not want one, it seemed like. Allegedly, don't sue me, Disney. Although I will say, I mean, if you're going to make someone disappear, Gulf of Mexico would be great because you have that huge current that, I mean, pretty much travels the entire ocean. So anything caught in that current is just to you. Well, honestly, if you look at the rates of, like, crimes that happen in open waters or on cruise ships, like, most of them don't go solved. Like, there's several cases that I looked up for picking this one because I thought Disney would be fun to do. Yeah, because one, like I said, if it hits a current, you'll never find it. Um, A lot of times if it takes longer than, you know, a day or two, normally you'll start to get, well, that's, you know, decomposition will start to attract some uh, wildlife. Um, so that's going to destroy any evidence or eat the body pretty much. Or you also get... Well, to me, they're just going to sink. Yeah, or you also get... Well, even if they sink, eventually as they decompose, they create gas. So a body will actually float back up to the surface. Well, I know that, but not if a shark eats it. Yeah, exactly. But, and then you also get even water. So any type of evidence that is on it, the water is going to destroy. Absolutely. And then also cruise ships like this one, um... They are not closed off to the public. There's a million people walking in and off of it. And also because there is no jurisdiction making anyone do an investigation on crimes like this or disappearances, if you want to call it a crime. The cruise ship, like the Disney Wonder that we're talking about today, had a couple, like had a new set of people, new passengers coming on within like three hours of the old ones getting off. So they had enough time sweep their hallways and put new people on board and they go out again. They just head back towards Mexico. So this kind of thing is recycled over and over again. There's tons of people coming in and out. There's again like a couple thousand people on board at a time. But because Disney's making so much money off these crews, they're not going to put a ship away and be like, okay, we're going to start to do an investigation. They're just going to send it right back out there and give you an explanation. It's what they did. So the parents asked the FBI to get involved in this case because there was no jurisdiction handling it. The Bahamas authorities sent a dude out for, like, 
<laughs> some reason because it was technically where the ship was registered to just to say they did something. He interviewed six employees on the ship and then went back home to the Bahamas and nothing was ever done of it. There was no ever report released. And Disney only made like a brief statement after the FBI refused and the parents were like up Disney's butt about like, what are you going to do about this? Make it right. And like, give me an explanation of where, you know, our child is. So Disney's public statement says, we have been doing everything possible to find Rebecca Corium, including conducting multiple shipboard searches. Rebecca's disappearance has been difficult for everyone at Disney Cruise Line. End quote. We did searches. It sucks. Is their whole statement. Not even like an explanation. They didn't give an explanation in their statement, which I think is weird. What kind of searches? Shipboard? Multiple shipboard searches. Shipboard. It just means they're going through the hallways looking for Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're, you're searching the ship. Yeah. And also, when um, some people came off, like some passengers came off the ship, someone stopped to ask them some questions. Like, the parents stopped before they get into this blacked out vehicle. And the parents said that the passengers had no idea about a ship search being going on. So, obviously, the search itself was very hush-hush. It's just people, like, looking here and there if they did a search at all. But the passengers didn't even know there was a search going on. So, obviously, it wasn't intense. Yeah, but passengers, once you're on a cruise, you rarely notice anything. But if something was going on, there's a bunch of employees plus, up and down every aisle you would yeah, notice. but plus, there are, even though the ship, I mean, you have a bunch of people on the ship, there are still... I mean, this is with any any uh, any place of employment is that there are areas that you know are only employees would kind of know about. And even on ships, there are nooks and crannies that usually are only for employees and such. Yes, but I feel like if you were doing multiple searches over days for yeah. someone, you would notice. Like one, some passenger would have to notice there's something going on. Yeah. Like it would probably be me because I'm super observant. Paranoid about everything. <laughs> but someone would notice if they had like a really intense search going on. If you have 900 employees and you can't tell me they're looking for someone, it seems weird. So one reporter that came from The Guardian, which is a news source, went on the same cruise ship and the same route that happened that day and was asking questions to the crew members, trying to befriend them and get information from them about what happened. And the employees gave some pretty iffy statements, I would say. So the employees... We're staying really hush-hush about it. They were supposed to say, you know it didn't happen, right? Like, they're supposed to say, I'm not supposed to say it didn't happen. I'm um, just stay quiet about it. And also, a lot of people said that Disney knew what happened and that Disney phone calls on the cruise ship, since Disney technically paying for the calls, they were recording every call. And when the Guardian reporter actually asked Disney about this, like, are the calls recorded? The representative basically said that they didn't say no. They, you know, you know, they had to... They couldn't say yes, they're recorded, but they couldn't tell you no, they weren't recorded either, which is basically saying yes, but in legal terms, they didn't say yes. But um, So they know who Rebecca was talking to on the phone the last time she was seen on cameras. That's what everyone says. They say Disney knows and they recorded the phone calls, but they didn't, they're not obligated to release them, so they didn't. And also, if someone had pushed Rebecca overboard and they had footage of it, there's no way Disney would release that. Disney does not want a murder on their hands on a boat where families go for vacation. And I Googled it, so if you want a Disney cruise for five days, right, which is like a typical five to seven days, like a typical cruise, is $4,000 for like a family of four without costing in this cost of like extra amenities, tourist stuff, alcohol. So it's not cheap yeah, for a Disney cruise. On the deck that you get as well. Yeah, but I mean, I just Googled a basic but package. Yeah, that's, that's for, for a family, that's... that's it's like 150 a person per night, so... Yeah. For people, typically, it just—it's a lot of money, and 
if you count in like thousands of people up there at a time, Disney's not gonna let go of that and by marking their boat as a murder ship or a suicide boat if it happens to be that as well. So the Guardian, the reporter who had like talked to Disney as well as the employees saying that like, you know, what happened, they said that Disney knew what was going on. They weren't supposed to say anything happened at all. Some of Rebecca's friends that worked with her on the ship said that she was a very happy, bubbly person, but she could also be too much at the end of the day. Like she was that over, you know, overly exuberant person that people couldn't handle at the end of the day. So it's possible that someone had gotten tired of her at the end of the night, which is a weird thing to say. One employee claimed that at 3.30 a.m. he saw Rebecca jump off the boat intentionally, but that doesn't really add up because the camera footage did show her live at 5.45 a.m. So either he was wrong about the time or he's making it up. Plus, either way, I mean, if she either fell in or jumped off of her own volition, at that point, it's not like... It's not like Disney is really liable, so there's no reason that they should have hit anything. Well, they don't want to be marked as anything bad. Yeah. You know, they don't they don't want a suicide or a murder boat on their hands. Yeah, but that's just like just going way overboard for something that was basically unless accident. someone pushed her off exactly. or drug her body overboard, like killed her and drug her body overboard. Because again, they could have released the deck footage, but they didn't. Yeah. Now, Disney went a step further on trying to plant the idea that this was an accident in the parents' mind. So, one piece of evidence that they tried to claim was like, oh yeah, see, she jumped from this floor. Again, I don't know why they picked the fifth deck. There's 11 decks on this boat. Why they picked the fifth one to say she did this from, I don't know. But they planted some flip-flops. So, they said they found some flip-flops on the fifth deck that maybe she had taken off to like sit on the side of the boat and then like she fell and the flip-flops stayed. She actually took the flip-flops and put them in Rebecca's cabin. But the thing is, they didn't really think this through. They didn't flip them over. So on the bottom, like on the back of the shoes, first of all, they were the wrong size for Rebecca. They were not her style at all. And they also had the name and room number of another employee on the bottom. (laughs) But still, Disney was like, oh, yeah, we found her flip-flops. We put her in a room for you to come get her belongings. They didn't really think that through. So there was a pair of flip-flops they tried to call evidence that she had fallen overboard, but they weren't even hers. The only signs of Rebecca being alive after this night, which I think is very unlikely, unfortunately, um, is the fact that Rebecca's bank account sent an email to her mother saying there was recent activity on her credit card trying to get access to her account. And also her Facebook password had been recently changed and no one knows why her password was changed. To me, those things don't really, it's nothing, you know? Someone accidents a credit card, maybe. Um, Facebook password, I don't even know my Facebook password. Oh, you your I know a couple. <laughs> I know versions of passwords. Yeah. Um, honestly, at this point, you could probably guess my password before I could. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Now, the only other, like, thing I have, like, conspiracy thing I have, is there was a claim by her ex-girlfriend, Tracy, who they had a threesome with that night, is that Rebecca wasn't carefree and that she was, like struggling a lot. Her parents thought she was carefree and happy, but parents don't always know what's going on in someone's life. So Tracy said Rebecca was struggling with substance abuse, including things like cocaine, and that she felt like a misfit in her family because of her sexuality. She says that Rebecca was a lesbian, um, but she did have a threesome with her ex-girlfriend and a guy, so maybe she was bisexual. I don't think it matters. Um, But she said that like Rebecca was struggling with cocaine and stuff because her family didn't understand her sexuality. So Tracy also claimed that Rebecca was upset that Tracy was seeing other people while they were broken up. Like I said, she had been off the boat for two weeks, and Tracy had seen someone else. She was seeing this Devin guy that they had a threesome with together. So she said that Rebecca was really broken up and distraught 
over Tracy and Devin having like a thing going on that wasn't like a real relationship, but they were still seeing each other. They said that Rebecca was like distraught, screaming, crying, banging her head against a metal pipe, and that it took four crew members to calm her down from like a hissy fit. But there was never any evidence of these four crew members coming forward to prove said hissy fit. In 2015, Disney settled a case with her family for an undisclosed amount of money. And that's honestly all I have. Like, there's theories of accident. There's theories of suicide. There's theories of sex trafficking, like getting her drug off the boat, which is a popular theory in other cruise ship disappearances of employees. Um, but I don't know. What do you think? I don't think it's sex trafficking or anything like that. I don't either, because you're in the middle of the Gulf. I mean, I, to an extent, could believe that it either was a suicide attempt because just given the circumstances... Oh, honey, that's not an attempt if it was a suicide attempt. That's a suicide. Yeah, you know what I mean. But um, it could be given the circumstances and things like that. Or it could have been just an accident that they just, you know, don't want to tarnish their reputation and things like that. I, I Well, honestly, they would I don't think it's really anything like... If it was a accident, wouldn't they just release the footage and be like, look, it happened? I you know, see that's what I'm saying, but because they because I have heard that Disney is all about their image, right, um, and stuff like that. So that could kind of believe, lead me to believe that. But I mean, I I don't think it's anything as bad as say you know somebody murdering her or something like that. Or, well, hear me or out. her overboard. If she was upset about these two people having an affair, what if they throw her overboard? Yeah, but she just had. A threesome with them. Okay, I've had sex with people I hate too. And? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it makes you feel like crap for the most part. And if if you've got a history... Like, I'm not saying... Like, I don't know. Maybe if she decided to, you know... Because she, you know, did this. And then all of a sudden, you know, that, you know, made her super depressed. Um, that's where I kind of lead towards the whole suicide thing. Because, you know, she had feelings for somebody. They moved on. But then now... She's thrown back in it with a threesome, and then afterwards... Well, they said she initiated a threesome. Yeah, but... but it's always just trying to get back in the... Yeah, and then afterwards, I mean, something like that could just be really depressing, and then with her history of, you know, all the, the substances and things like that. Yeah, I mean, we don't have any proof of the substances. We can't drug test her. I don't think it was anything, like, to the extent of, like, murder or anything like that. I don't either. I lean towards the suicide option. I don't believe the accident thing because Disney would have just shown everyone to shut everyone up. You know, be like, here, here's the video. Don't release it to the press. Just show the parents so they are content with the option. And then that was it. But they didn't. They were like planting evidence and cropping out footage and stuff. Yeah. But even then, whether it was an accident or suicide, I mean, it's all the same thing. I mean... No, it's not. It's not the same thing. But I meant from their point of... From their... From... From Disney's point of view, it's kind of the same thing because, I mean, they're not liable. No, but you're more liable when you don't have an explanation then you have to do a cash settlement. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like if it was a accident, they would have given the proof instead of planting stuff and cropping stuff. I mean, honestly, I don't know where the fifth deck came from unless they had footage and they just won't show her up there. Like, if you saw her falling off the boat, show the parents. Yes, it'd be traumatizing, don't get me wrong, but they would have closure. Yeah. See, I don't know if it if it's so much of a planting evidence... They cropped the footage and tried to claim it was on the fifth deck when it was on the first deck. Yeah, true. I mean, they showed the footage of her, like, the yeah, last time they saw her. Yeah, see, that's where it really, really gets gets whatever. It's the fact that you're tampering with the footage. 
You won't release the footage? You won't give anybody a copy of it? Yeah, exactly. It's weird. What they should do is, um, after that goes by or whatever, after that kind of things happen, what the investigation... What investigation? Exactly. (laughs) They should have investigated. And honestly, I would have started with, did anybody recently get fired after that? Because I mean, honestly, even if you're protecting your image, like say, you know, something as bad as she was killed, right? Maybe it was from another employee or even if it wasn't from an employee, I mean, obviously they have video, so they have something to cover up, which means did they see it happen? So are you going to let a killer go free, whether it's your own employee or not? Disney? Just because of an image? Um, maybe. Honestly, maybe. See, ah. I mean... Because then I, you know, Disney is a huge corporation. Yeah, but I don't think anybody's that heartless. But they have to have just cause to fire you, and they can't say you murdered someone. It's just cause. Well, that's what I'm saying is, I mean, well, that's what I'm saying is, but they can't just fire somebody, so, like, are they going to keep, are they they like, hey, you know, we know you did this, but, you know, for our image, we're just going to keep you on. Or transfer them to a different boat. Exactly. Like the Catholic Church. (laughs) Like, when someone does something bad, you just transfer them somewhere else. I, I honestly lean towards the suicide option. I mean, honestly, if somebody can kill somebody and then just be like, hey, they got away scot-free and not have any sort of side effects or something like that, I guarantee you they're going to keep killing. <laughs> well, they say that cruise ship sexual assaults are 45% higher than any major city in the U.S. Well, yeah, so, and 80% of them get away with it. So why do you think people wouldn't get away with murder? I mean, if they'll you, I mean, they say like most sexual assaults and everything on cruise ships are done by the employees who are pent up in the built building, same people all the time. Who tells me that they wouldn't go a step further as to murder? Yeah, I, I just feel like it would be highly un. I choose to believe that it would be highly unlikely that they would cover up a murder. Just to keep their image. I lean towards the suicide. I, her father just died. Her girlfriend's sleeping with someone else. Exactly. She just, you know, had a threesome. But now that it's over, chances are now she's got her feelings stirred back up again. But she realizes that was probably a one-off. That I mean, what if the threesome anybody. was her neglected in this threesome? Exactly. You I know? mean, that was... I mean, that, that would be depressing enough. You know, a threesome sounds freaking miserable to me because what if they're paying more attention to someone else than you I would end up killing someone <laughs> it's not the life for me I was so jealous it's not the life because like if she had sex with both of them right and then she really didn't get any action in that way that she wanted that would be depressing you're just hard to please honey no I'm not I'm just saying if you had an unsatisfying threesome you had a bad phone call with somebody that Disney recorded and would not tell people about you know that's another thing I find it kind of hard to believe that they would record everything. Anybody making cell phone calls is not recorded because it's their own phone. Yeah. But Disney's paying for the boat phone. And it also communications between like their decks, their ports, and their landings and stuff. Because where's the boat decks and everything? The captain makes I mean, phone calls. I mean, I could see it. From a logistical standpoint, it makes sense for me. Yeah, yeah. Especially if someone calls about like a, a threat to the ship or, hey, we have to postpone porting this day. It makes sense. Oh, yeah. Especially since a lot of cell phones don't work when you're in open waters. So yeah, I don't know what to tell you else about this case other than the fact that like it's definitely sketchy on Disney's side how they handled it, but I lean more towards the suicide option myself. 
I don't know. I, I would lean more towards a suicide slash an, an accident. As hard as it is to believe. I, How I, are you going to fall backwards over a six-foot railing? Well, usually what a lot of times is, it's it's a standard railing. It's just they have a safety net. Almost. Yeah, of, of six foot. Yeah, but if you're... It's six foot up from the railing. Like, from the end of the railing. It's six foot up from that. Because they have a ton of kids uh, and a parents and families on board. They don't need anything to happen to their passengers. Yeah, but who's to say that it was actually on the fifth deck? Apparently nobody. Yeah. Exactly. just make up a deck. Exactly. They have 11 off the boat, but... I would just say a really horrible accident or, or suicide. Yeah, I think so too. But anyways, thank you so much for joining me for today's case. Yeah, absolutely. Till next week. Okay, bye.